Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight. You can find him at Zaslow Show. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. Of course, it is Super Week, a Super Thursday here as we head towards Super Bowl 58. Let's bring in our friend Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. And Mike, ahead of the Super Bowl here, the NFL honors are tonight. Lamar Jackson's probably going to win the NFL MVP. Is that the right choice? Who is Mike Tannenbaum's NFL MVP? Yeah, absolutely, guys. Uh, you know, when you consider, you know, what he did in the regular season, you know, I think we saw the next evolution of his game, getting the ball down the field. Um, obviously, he fell short in the AFC Championship game, but absolutely the regular season MVP. Mike, at what point did you say to yourself, he is definitely the MVP? What, like, at what week, at what point in the season was it conclusive for you? You know, John, I'll go back kind of early. Um, I called uh, their game against Detroit at home this year and uh, for ESPN Radio, and I remember telling Steve Levy, like, wow, like, they were seeing the best team and the best player on the best team, and they dismantled Detroit that day. And I felt like ever since they were able to acquire OBJ um, and draft Dave Flowers, like, it made a huge difference in his development. So I'd say probably, you know, uh, it was that early for me. It's always tempting, I think, when we talk about these awards to try to factor in what we saw as well in the postseason. These are regular season awards. For me, it's easy, easy, Lamar. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider joining us here on Amber and Ian. What about coach of the year? The nominees this year are Dan Campbell, John Harbaugh, D'Amico Ryans, Kyle Shanahan, and Kevin Stefanski. But who is Mike Tannenbaum's coach of the year? Yeah, those are all like great choices. I'm going to go with Dan Campbell. Just look what he's done. And they were on the precipice, guys, of getting to the Super Bowl, the culture he set. So, those are, that, Amber, that was a great list right there. But um, I would take Dan, but boy, you can't go wrong with some of those others. Okay, another one that's interesting to me this year, Mike, is Comeback Player of the Year. I guess it depends on how you define what you think Comeback Player of the Year means. So, who do you pick? You know, DeMar Hamlin, obviously, from a human interest story, I mean, you know, his situation was extremely dire, as we all know. The fact that he came back and made an NFL team, to me, is um, just an incredible incredible tribute to his tenacity, mental toughness. So uh, I would say it would be DeMar Hamlin for me. I think it'd be Baker for me, but it's interesting that Tua Tungavaloa is also one of the nominees. I don't really think him as a, I think of him as a comeback player, but it all depends, like Zaslow said, on the definition of comeback player. I think Mike Tannebaum joining us. Let's switch gears for a second here. Mike Chris Canty said on Unsportsmanlike that if the Niners don't win the Super Bowl this year, that their window slams shut. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, you know when you look at Brock Purdy's contract, Amber, you know just from a standpoint of like. It's going to go up by $35, $40 billion after next season. So when you think about guys like the Brandon Ayuk's of the world, they're going to graduate. And then you won't be able to you know, trade for Chris McCaffrey or Chris uh, Jay Shung. So, yes, I don't think their window is shut, but it gets a heck of a lot harder. And, you know, we saw the inverse of this with Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes signs his extension, which obviously he richly deserves. And then, you know, someone like Tyreek Hill has to uh, – you know, move on. It's just, you know, the math of the, these contracts. Mike, I want to I want to get your thoughts on Andy Reid's potential place in history. If he wins this weekend, his third Super Bowl win puts him ahead of some really big names that he's tied with right now with two. Number, you know, his third Super Bowl win would put him there with Joe Gibbs, with Bill Walsh, tied for third all time. 
if that is the case, wh- where where are we talking about Andy Reid as far as his place in, in coaching history? Yeah, John, we're fine there. Um, you know, those are some incredible names you mentioned. And, you know, he's won, obviously, not championships, but he's won a lot of games with Donovan McNabb, Kevin Cobb. He's won with Alex Smith in Kansas City, which seems like a lifetime ago. Um, he's been a great coach for a long time. He's lost coordinators over the years. Um, so he deserves just a ton of credit, um, well beyond just, you know, obviously coaching the great Patrick Mahomes. Mike Tannebaum joining Amber Wilson and Jonathan Zaslow here on Amber and Ian. So since we're talking legacies, let's talk about the Chiefs, though, overall as a team. Are they already a dynasty, Mike, or do they need to win one more? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think they're in that conversation already. Um, obviously, winning another one, you know, look, they they fell short to, you know, New England on an offsides in a championship game. They, they lost basically a home Super Bowl with a terrible offensive line. I mean, those are really like the two small bumps of the road. So I think they're already in that conversation. Mike, what are you made of what you've seen so far in Vegas this week? Are you jealous you're not there partaking in all the festivities? Uh, actually, I'm here right now for a couple of days. So uh, some festivities will be partaken in. And then uh, I'm going to take the red eye back Saturday night and uh, do some sports center for Bristol after the game. Did you go to U2 at the Sphere last night, Mike? I will be there tomorrow night. Wow! Wow! Have you ever been to the Sphere? No, but it's everyone says it's epic, guys. So really looking forward to it. All right, but, but yeah. Mike, like, like I'm you're looking not, forward are, to that for you. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. So cool. But Mike, are you going to be one of those guys? Like I saw the videos of people who were there last night. Are you going to be one of those guys who's got his phone out the whole time and you're recording the show? Or are you just going to enjoy it like a normal person? Yeah. yeah, I want to take it all in. I mean, everyone says the experience is incredible, and just like the enhanced experience of, you know, just being surrounded by, you know, the, the video, like the whole thing just sounds great. So hopefully, uh, you know, I'll, I'll capture the moment, but, you know, not, not too much. I don't know why Zaslow didn't have you as a Vegas man. Uh, when I think Las <laughs> Vegas, I think Mike Tannebaum. Tannebaum He's at the on craps table right Zaslow now. <laughs> here on Amber and Ian. Uh, what's the best storyline, do you think, of this Super Bowl as we head into Super Bowl 58, Mike? Yeah, there's so many of them. I mean, you know, from Christian McCaffrey to Kyle Shanahan trying to get over the hump. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's really going to be, look, I think it's going to, the MVP is going to be someone like Isaiah Pacheco, you know, because we're going in talking about all these other household names. But I think at the end of the day, I do think Andy Reid will stay with the run. I think he will test the perimeter of the San Francisco defense. Much the way we saw Aaron Jones and David Montgomery have success. I, I think that will ultimately be the difference in the game. In order for – we know San Francisco can score. Does Kansas City need a score to win this game, or is their defense good enough to keep it low scoring? I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. I think it's a time-possession game. I just think that if they play ten times, Kansas City probably wins six of them just because their defense, especially lately, guys, their defense has played more consistently than San Francisco's. Mike Tannebaum, what do you eat for the Super Bowl? What is the Mike Tannebaum <laughs> Super Bowl open setup? Mike, what do you eat? <laughs> No, I'm, for the Super Bowl uh, you know, specifically. Like, what is the, the Super Bowl, Bowl spread? We'll, we'll, we'll be serving on uh, on Sunday because I'll be in that that room. I may be there by myself, so um, <laughs> I should. Ha- uh, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Maybe I can get back to you, you know, next week on that. All okay, right. I, well, All right. that's kind of kind of depressing, Mike. But okay, <laughs> at least uh, sneaking a beer or something. Do they sell that at the cafe? Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Mike Tannebaum, ESPN NFL front office insider. Thanks, Tannebaum, for your time. Thanks, Mike. All right, guys.
Amber and Ian is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save on commercial auto insurance from Progressive. Get a fast quote at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian. Zaz, it's a little depressing to be watching the game in a room by yourself and eating food from the ESPN cafeteria, but I feel like the consolation prize <laughs> of going to you 2 in the sphere, like Tannenbaum's living. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to hear anything about Tannenbaum taking the phone out and video recording. I Like I told him, I see all these, I see the videos, and everyone's holding up their phones. All of a sudden, everybody wants to be a cameraman. You, I can't even imagine how much money you paid for that ticket to see you two at the Sphere, Bono, the Edge, and you got a, you got a phone out. Can you just live in the now and watch the show? They're doing us a solid for those of us that are affording to go out here out there right now and watch a concert in a sphere in Vegas. They're doing us a solid. All those people, they're taking us with them. Zazzle. Also, you always when you you have this take often on. when it comes to concerts. And I always envision that you think it's 1985 with people holding cameras up to their faces because it's not actually prohibitive of you watching the show when you're recording it on your phone. You can just hold your phone and simultaneously watch the concert. I never really understand the take that somehow recording something on your phone means that you also are not witnessing it in person. You can do both. Here's the part that I don't understand. Are you telling me that these people who are recording you two last night, you're telling me there's a moment in a few days where they're sitting on their couch and they're like, you know what I'm going to do? Let me take out my phone and watch that video of you two that I recorded. Nobody's doing that. What are you even doing with the video? That part I agree with because the sound quality of concerts on your phone is also awful. So I never understand why people want to record entire concerts either. I mean, I don't think it's prohibitive of them living in the moment and all that old person take like a lot of people have. I don't care. Whatever. You can easily enjoy the concert and record it on your phone. I just think it's stupid because I'm with you that you're not actually going to go back and watch it later. And if you did, it's not going to sound nearly as good as the actual concert itself sounded. Now, now, I've been known to break out my phone at a concert, do a little story, you know, show people I'm there, that sort of thing. That's fine. Give it a quick look-see. I would definitely yeah. be doing that if I was in the sphere. A little I'm, panorama, fine. But I'm that's going to see, you know, one of, one of the times that I see Pearl Jam, I'll take out my phone at the beginning of the show. I'll record for 30 seconds. I'll put it on the gram because I'm an influencer. Everybody knows that. And then I put yeah. it away and it's over with. I enjoy the rest of the night. But at the same time, if you were to record like more than that, the phone now. isn't in your face. I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have to actually be in front of your eyeballs. You could record something and watch Why it. Why do I want to hold up my arms the whole time? Like, like well, I'm a tripod. <laughs> that I don't quite understand either. Coming up next on Amber and Ian, we'll answer the most important Super Bowl question of them all. What halftime show is the best halftime show ever? That's next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. One of the best things about the Super Bowl is, of course, the halftime shows. But what are the best Super Bowl halftime shows of all time? We're about to tell you. Jonathan Zaslow filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons tonight here on Amber and Ian. Find him at Zaslow Show. You can find me, Amber Wilson, as well at Amber W Sports. Let's rank them. This is The List. You know what? You just made The List. The List with Amber and Ian. Number five. And tonight with Jonathan Zaslow. I will start, Zaz. I will give you my top five. Super Bowl right. halftime shows. Now we don't know time. each other's lists here. I have not seen yours. Uh, I haven't showed you mine. What I do know, after working with you for the last eight years, is our lists are about to be very different. Number five for me: Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. This was not the first time we saw Bruno Mars in a halftime show. He did one with Beyonce as well. But it was the Bruno Mars when he was the actual headliner with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I actually thought was that was a super dope halftime show. I think Bruno Mars is a hell of a performer. And I thought it was really cool to have the Red Hot Chili Peppers there as well. Next. Number four. Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Jessica Simpson, Kid Rock, Why Nelly. that one? And P. Diddy, and not just because we saw a boob. Okay, I see a couple of those every single day of my life. Nobody cares about that. It was actually a really good show, and I think people forget about that because of the whole wardrobe mishap there at the very, very end of it. It was a heck of a show. One thing Can I, I noticed as... Can I make a shameful admission? Can I make a shameful admission? Go ahead. I didn't see it live. Oh, that is a shameful admission. I walked admission. out. I was in college. It was my last year in school. I walked out of the room at the moment. Who knows? Maybe to go to the bathroom? I don't remember. And all of a sudden, the, the, the people who we were watching with, it was a lot of uh, like shouting and laughing. I was like, what happened? What happened? I didn't see it live. You've seen one breast, Zaslo. You've seen them all. It wasn't that exciting. I'm here to tell I don't you. Know that that I agree with that. The show, the show, this is what happens when you work with all we men. men okay? strive to Matt Lacks on the board, <laughs> booing me. James is running to the one. microphone. I don't think so, yeah. The control room just got lit on fire back Generalizations here. Just say it. Uh, it's not quite as exciting to me. Nevertheless, it was a really good halftime show. And what I found when I was putting this list together, Zaslow, is I'm a big fan of a lot of artists at a halftime show. That's what okay. I discovered about myself when I started putting this together. That the single artist, just one headliner without anybody else... Like, Lady Gaga had a hell of a halftime show. You like an ensemble. But she's not on my list. I like an ensemble. And that, that was an epic ensemble that year. Next. Number three. Aerosmith and Sync, Britney Spears, Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. Also an excellent halftime show. I love myself some Aerosmith, so that's part of it. But I thought that they were all excellent on that halftime show. It was mayhem. You didn't really know what the theme was, and somehow it worked. It was an excellent show. Next. Number two. 
J-Lo and Shakira absolutely oh, murdered Shakira. the Super Bowl halftime show. Those Shakira. women are hashtag goals in terms Shakira. of the way those women age and just what they give you and how they perform. They are amazing. Say Shakira Can I say again. something real quick, though? The hips Shakira. don't lie, Zazla. <laughs> Those hips don't lie. Uh, excellent halftime show. They absolutely crushed it. My number one. Number one. But nobody can ever top. The ultimate halftime show was Prince. 2007 in Miami. Here in Miami. Prince had God start raining on him while he was singing Purple Rain. It was raining, Zaslow, as he was singing Purple Rain. How are you going to top that? Prince's halftime performance. All-timer. So that was my one exception to the rule of I like a compilation of artists because Prince was was so iconic. There were other ones on here. This was a hard list. I mean, there was some really iconic. There you go. This is so good. Oh, my God. So good. You just can't get better than that moment. So iconic. There's some really good halftime performances, though, over the years. I mean, I even thought I know people didn't. People were kind of harsh on like the weekend during the pandemic. I even thought he did a great job considering it, it was a it was a pandemic. You know, he couldn't have anybody with him. It was quite literally just him. So he I mean, did. I was a little confused with him. with him running through all the mirrors like a fun well, what house. What the hell is he going to do? You can't have anybody on the field. You can't have anybody yeah. with you. You know, it was a weird yeah. thing. So there's a lot. There was a Katy Perry. I thought was great. I mean, there was a lot of good halftime shows. That was my top five. What are yours, Zaz? All right, here we go. Number five. Number five. Rihanna. Last year. My girl Riri. She's out there. She's pregnant. She's looking amazing. I mean, I really think she's one of the most beautiful women in the world. She was looking amazing. Like eight months pregnant or something. I mean, I'm, I'm on the second floor of a building. I don't want to look down. She's pregnant up there, uh, a thousand feet in the air. I mean, the, 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 the guts on her. So, yeah, number five, Rihanna for me. I love her so much. Number, number four. four, Aerosmith and Britney Spears and NSYNC. I, I dug that. We're going to have any similarities. Look at that. N- now, Aerosmith, you know, you know, it was a very pop-like performance. From they're doing like the poppy songs. It was the the song from Armageddon. You know, I don't want to miss a thing. Such and then they song. did that other song, Jaded. But then they Such did Walk song. This Way, yep. and Britney came out with Fresh them, and they're it. performing it with Britney, and she's looking amazing. You know, so Aerosmith at number four for me. Next up. Number three. I'm going Gaga. I know okay. you said you don't like, you like more of an ensemble. Gaga was, it, it was a solo act, yeah. but she's up there playing the piano. She was suspended in midair. The Simpsons told you that years in advance, too. And, and, and she's an unbelievable performer. There was drones. Performer. There was everything. She, she, was, she was an incredible performer. She was hard for me to leave off this list. I get it. She's an unbelievable performer. Next up. Number two. All right, Amber, you have clearly forgotten. I mean, it was probably before you were born, 1993. Have you ever heard of the king of pop, Michael Jackson? Okay, so it's interesting that, first of all, I was born a little bit longer ago than 1993. Uh, Second of all, I don't really remember that halftime show. So my rule for myself was the halftime show's that I don't really remember. Like, I know Aretha Franklin had a really iconic one where she leaves in a helicopter, right? There was a lot of 
really good halftime shows, but if I don't personally recollect it, and I just don't remember MJ's. He, he popped up from underground, and then he just stood on the stage grilling everyone for like three minutes straight. Didn't even move a muscle. And then he broke into Bad and Billy Jean, and he just killed it. Yeah, number two, Michael Jackson. And number, number one, one, Prince. I mean, unbelievable. Give, give me a little bit of that Purple Rain again. Come on now. Play Purple Rain as much as possible. You know what was hard for me to leave off my list? Was Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, 50 Cent, Kendrick, back in 2022. That, w- that, one, was, that one was hard for me to leave. I actually loved that halftime show, but I think for it me was that was great. more about nostalgia. But Prince here, I mean, it's purple rain. Listen to this guitar. And then he's just melting your face off. Yep. Uh, it, unbelievable. Unbelievable. What was your favorite Super Bowl halftime show, America? Triple Eight. Say ESPN. We will get to your phone calls coming up next. Towards Super Bowl 58, the Kansas City Chiefs, the San Francisco 49ers, and Usher. Because he, of course, will be the halftime show this year. Now, are you into Usher? Oh my, am I into Usher? Uh, am I alive? Of course I'm into Usher. Are you kidding me? It's going to come back. I mean, it's wow. got to perform. Yeah, right. I, I mean, the confessions. I, we okay. could do part one and two confessions. Climax. Calm down. That's the name of the song. Excellent song. Uh, my boo. DJ got us falling in love. I mean, Zazlo. Wow. I think it'd I be mean, an all timer. I can't tell you how wow. excited I am about this year's Do you think Super Bowl that he'll be show. able to crack your top five? I mean, he's got a good shot at it. Now, is it going to be just him, or is he going to bring other artists out? Because you got to have a surprise. There's always got to be surprise to have, now. It doesn't always happen. It does not always happen. Some of these artists, I mean, Rihanna didn't bring anybody out with her, right, last year. So it doesn't I'm always happen. I'm trying to remember. Happen. Did she have nobody? Nope. It was just her nobody. and, uh, you know, just the her. one in the she, oven? Okay. Like how, <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, she no. was with child. Uh, so he was with her as well. Uh, but yeah, it was just her. Kind of like how Lady Gaga, when she did her performance, it was just her. Uh, iconic performances in their own right. But I tend to like a surprise or a compilation. So we'll see what Usher does in that regard. Why don't Jonathan you give Zazlo, your list here so people, uh, you know, know, know what your top five is. Why don't Jonathan Zaslow filling in tonight for Ian, Amber and Ian presented by Progressive. Okay, so we gave our list of our favorite all time. Yeah. Super Bowl halftime shows. If you missed anything here on Amber and Ian, check out the pod on the ESPN app. Mine were Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers, Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake. There was a bunch of other people involved in that halftime show as well. Aerosmith and Sync, Britney Spears, J-Lo and Shakira, and Prince. That was my list of all time. Zaslow's list in order from five to one. Rihanna, the same Aerosmith and Sync, Britney Spears show I had on my list. Lady Gaga, he had on his list. Michael Jackson and Prince uh, as his number one it's as well. It's crazy for you not to have Michael Jackson. It's crazy. I just, I, pr- well, probably. Um, I almost but, put him at number one. Although I'm always a little confused with like Michael. Like I don't, he hasn't been canceled mm. and the whole thing. But nevertheless. Uh, focus on the music here. It's 19, and it was 1993 and I'm, I'm sure I watched it. I just don't really remember it. If I don't, I just only remember it from the videos I've seen of it. And so I feel like that doesn't count then. But I think that was an age factor and not necessarily, obviously, an iconic show. I'm not denying that by any means. Triple H say ESPN. Mark is calling us from California. Mark, what was your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? Oh, thanks, guys, for taking my call. Um, I'm just going to give you one, although I like both of your lists and the music. But In Living Color, 
I'm going to say back in the 90s, alternative halftime show. Live television. So you flip the channel, and the Wayans Brothers and Jim Carrey, and wasn't J-Lo like a dancer on that show? And then they all of their skits are football-themed, and and it's done live. And uh, then when you cut to the next to the last of the game, they close with them. You know, enjoy the rest of the game. Absolutely my favorite halftime show ever. Huh. That's good. I like it. That's good. Now, I remember that, of course. Now, it's an alternative halftime show, so I don't know if that, exactly. if that, if that counts. That's cool, though. That's a cool nomination, Mark. That's like... What, didn't they used to have the Puppy Bowl? Maybe they still do at halftime that you could switch over to the Puppy Bowl. I remember that. <laughs> I guess. that at halftime? Wasn't well, that halftime? Uh, after after uh, I talked to Mark there, it got me to thinking that, you know, I'm, I know the Super Bowl halftime shows aren't, aren't uh, geared towards me. Right. We don't uh, have Pantera as the headliner oh, you, you, for the Super Bowl You don't Bowl think they're having like show. a meeting? What, what, what would make James happiest? Right. Middle-aged yeah. okay. middle white male. I don't think. Who, uh, who, who likes metal? Who likes heavy right. metal? Heavy metal. Like death yeah, metal correct. bands available for De- halftime? <laughs> I mean, they're probably available. How do we think available. a death metal band will I just don't will think break. that's going to bring in the audience that are you know, as big of an audience as they're looking for. Anyway, uh, talking to Mark, it got me to thinking, remember Halftime Heat? Of course. Zaz? It was an empty arena match. Yep. The Rock and Mankind for the WWF yeah. title. How did we get yep. back to wrestling? Halftime Heat. Halftime Heat. Halftime Heat, it Amber. Was in, uh, it was uh, 1999, I think. Halftime uh, Heat. would switch off the Super Bowl to watch wrestling yeah. at halftime? No, no, halftime. Time. It would like start said, right at halftime. That's yeah. my right. kind, that is my kind of halftime show. That's now, the not halftime that, show that's geared towards I, James Steele right here. Now, Amber, I don't want you to. I don't want you to think that you know the matches are fixed or scripted or anything like that. Mm. But the match would end right when halftime ended, so you can put the game back on. I, I think you you missed uh, the Gloria Estefan Stevie Wonder halftime show if it was yeah. nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, Miami uh, Sound Machine. Watching, I remember. You were watching. I remember wrestling. How dare you? Triple Eight say ESPN. Frank is calling us from North Carolina. Frank, what was your favorite all time halftime show? Two thousand five. He blew everybody away, Sir Paul McCartney. And I also think, I just want to throw in this, Christian McCaffrey ought to be MVP. The part that I remember, the part that I remember about McCartney there the most was, uh, I believe he closed with Hey Jude. Right. That was the part that I remember. It was it was a whole big thing. It was really good. Yeah, Didn't make I, my I, top five, but I remember. Yeah, I, remember. He, I mean, yeah. he's not going to make my top five, but... Uh, but yeah, sure. I guess you know I've I've not had the best Beatles takes over the years. Triple Eight, say yes, Ben. Well, hold little, on a second. A you haven't had the best. Like, what does that mean? They're a little what, what, are the, what are one of these bad Beatles takes that you? Well, that you've made? you know, they're supposed to be the greatest band in the history of the entire universe. Well, some people and think that. all of music. No, like everybody thinks. Everybody says that, right? It's, it's the Beatles. The Beatles are the same. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. But not not exactly my era. Well, I think there's a difference, though, between you saying that they're not the greatest of all time and you don't get them. Those are two different things. Well, I yes, I I can't deny the success. So that would be stupid. It would be stupid for me to say that the success isn't there, like they're bad or something. Obviously, a lot of people love them and they were the most successful band in history. So clearly there's something about it 
that just didn't work for me. I don't know that I missed. Same with that Paul McCartney show. He was great. Like it was fine. It was boring to me. Is, am I gotcha. allowed to say that? I'm sorry. I yeah, feel it's like not I'm, in my top five. I, I feel it, like so. I'm saying something, you know, sacrilegious here, though, about okay. Sir Paul. Triple H say ESPN is a legend. You know, I just eh, I was kind of bored by it. Scott is calling us from Virginia. Scott, what was your all-time favorite halftime show? I wouldn't say an all-time favorite, but uh, during the two, late 2000s, you had Bruce Springsteen, Tom Petty, you had the Rolling Stones, mm-hmm. established rockers. I I enjoyed them the most through that time period. Well, you're just listing several different shows that are among your taste is what you're doing. He's just Yeah, he just likes right. the big rock I can't rock pick ones. just one. Okay. He All just right. likes the big monster rock bands. Uh, I was at the the, the, the only Super Bowl band. I've ever been to, Amber. It was it was the the 2005 season, so it was the 2006 game. It was in Detroit, and that was the halftime show that the Stones did. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was actually at that one, but it's not on my list. Yeah, eh, Rolling Stones a little overrated. Say ESPN. Armand is calling us from St. Louis. Hey, Armand, what's your Super Bowl halftime show? Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. I heard someone say earlier about metal bands or rock bands. Could you imagine a Super Bowl with Metallica? Well, that, I, I honestly don't think that that is that out of the question one day. No, I really that don't. I would that I'd be totally in on. James likes like Metallica is like uh, nothing compared to Metallica is so much more mainstream today than they to used to be. You guys off. Uh, my favorite one of all time would have been definitely Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg. Yeah. That's my kind of genre, my kind of era. But Good choice. I don't know. Now that I think Metallica, I think Metallica would stump these guys. So that's just my personal take. I would love Metallica. Yeah, Metallica is way Metallica. more mainstream, though, than what Enter James Steele even likes. Uh, thanks, Armand. I the reason oh, I have great regret now about not putting the Dre Eminem halftime show on my list. I told you I regretted it immediately. So you're knocking off Bruno Mars and Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think then. I think maybe. But here's the thing: the reason I didn't have them on my list is because I felt like I enjoyed that halftime show so much because I enjoy that music so much. Because it's nostalgia, not necessarily because it was like the best halftime show per se. So that's why I didn't put them on the list. But ah, I don't know. I think I regret it. Not this listening to you anymore. This I'm listening rate. to Kirk Hammett shred right now. So right, we could do this at a Super Bowl halftime yeah, show. Yeah, Metallica would be great. Everyone plays Enter Sandman and yeah, sporting events. They're mainstream enough. You could do it. Triple H say ESPN. They really are. Darren is calling us from West Virginia. Darren, thanks for the call. What's your Super Bowl halftime show? Aerosmith. Aerosmith, yeah. Aerosmith was on both me and Zaslow's list, which I was surprised that you had them on your list, Zaslow, for some reason. I I thought you were going to go for far more boring halftime shows, if I'm being honest with you. None of these that I listed were boring. What was boring? I mean, you. I'm surprised. You're right. None of them were boring. I'm very surprised. And also, come on. The concerts that you tend to go to, you're like... You, you go to Dave Matthews concerts and Pearl Jam concerts. Like, that's your entire concert list. Right, right. That's uh, not was, exactly... Is there an issue? <laughs> there's not exactly a lot of production involved in those concerts, right? There's not I mean, exactly... I, yeah. The dancers, I, I've been to Aerosmith before. The... I, I've been By the way, I backstage for Aerosmith one time. Ooh, but also, brag. I mean, Fancy. Britney. Like, when Britney makes an appearance, it... Uh, you got it's my Britney. attention. Mm, yeah. Triple Eight... Say ESPN. Michael is calling us from Oklahoma City. Hey, Michael, thanks for the call. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. 
So I got to say, y'all, I, I have, and you're the y'all from Oklahoma, right? But I have to say, y'all, my, I'm kind of partial, but Michael Jackson in 93 was the best one ever. Remember I, how he had the, the fake Michael Jacksons popping up over the, That's over the right. scoreboards? That's right. And then he came out the middle. Come on, man. It was 93 and he was doing that. Hey, you I, I got to awesome, tell you, I'm glad, I'm glad you weren't fooled, though, by the fake Michael Jacksons. <laughs> you weren't wondering how did he get confusing. from atop the scoreboard onto the stage in such a short period of time. I'm glad you, you didn't let them fool <laughs> you. Didn't you fall for it. You didn't uh, fall for it. Does it, would that, that unseats Prince? I, I guess I just feel like, I, I don't considered know. having Michael won. Jackson number one. I did. I considered yeah. it. Uh, maybe not a fair fight. The Prince one a little bit uh, more newer to the memory than the MJ one. There. And, so and if you remember Prince, Prince did some covers. He was doing Jimi Hendrix. He did Foo Fighters. And then he ends with Purple dope. Rain. Come on. That's it's, so dope. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Paul is calling us from Sacramento. Paul, what's the Super Bowl halftime show you've got? Uh, I'm going to go Bruno Mars, but I wanted to give you guys a little history. So the living color thing with the Wayans brothers and Jim Carrey, they stole 20 million viewers from the halftime show. And before 1992, it used to be bands and yeah. fairs. So after they stole 20 million fans, that's when they hired Michael Jackson in 93 and said, we're not letting wow. people steal us anymore. Huh. So that's that's a good nugget the right there. Bruno that is Mars, a- Bing Bing. But that's all I got, guys. Have a good night. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you guys, when that got brought up, this alternative halftime show for in living color i was thinking that's yeah, really not making the nfl very thrilled <laughs> so the nfl tried to fix the problem they brought in michael jackson and they did in fact fix the problem uh, with that michael jackson performance coming up next here on amber and ian with zazzle filling in we will continue to take your phone calls will donnie mark terrence dave hang on for me if you're on the phone line also we'll find out what's a big deal what's not a big deal on espn radio We're taking your phone calls on what is the best Super Bowl halftime show in Who's history. Zazla, you say that every time. Zazla, oh, oh, I know this one. That's a joke that only like three people got that used oh. to listen to our local show because Zazla yeah, thinks those anything. Three people thought it was really funny. Related to rap one, is Wu Tang. Uh, Zazlo filling in tonight for Ian Fitzsimmons here on Amber and Ian. So we give our list on our favorite Super Bowl halftime shows of all time. Both Zazlo and I both had Prince, Miami 2007, I think it was, right? Uh, that iconic yeah. performance, Purple Rain, In the Rain. We both had that Super Bowl halftime show on our list as our number one choices. Triple H, say ESPN. Will is calling us from St. Louis. Will, what's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? So I understand it's kind of not everyone's favorite, but I loved how awesome the crowd was and how the crowd got into it. It was Coldplay. I can't remember. I think it was Super Bowl 50, but Coldplay got so into the crowd uh, and they got the crowd into it and it was it just was very electric. And I think they were with Bruno Mars, if I remember right. And then obviously uh, Shakira and J-Lo, but we won't explain the reasons why that might be. Thank you for taking my call. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Um, we all know the reasons uh, why that rates. Uh, although I had Shakira and JLo on my list as well. I thought that was an amazing performance by those two women. The Coldplay one was the Beyonce, Bruno Mars, 
Coldplay Super Bowl halftime show. A lot of people oh. liked that one. I had Bruno Mars on my list, but I had Bruno Mars when he was the headliner with Red Hot Chili Peppers. The Coldplay one, Beyonce was the headliner, and it was Beyonce with Coldplay and Bruno Mars. A lot of people have that one as an can iconic Super you, Bowl halftime show. Can I tell you why I did not like the Red Hot Chili Peppers halftime show? Why? It really bothered me watching Flea on mm-hmm. the stage playing the bass without it plugged in. Mm. So we're all just watching it saying, dude, you're like, you're faking it. It was, right. I, it, it, it was, it really bummed me out. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, like I guess, I, I guess I feel me. like, I feel like that a lot of that stuff's faked, I suppose, with the production behind know, the Super Bowl gotta, halftime show. Cause what are you going to do? If something doesn't work, can, if the cord comes but, out, if something goes down. Right. But you know what? Can you there. fake it for me? You know, right. don't, don't just show me that you're faking it. I want you to fake the fake. Okay, fake the fake. Got it. Triple eight, say ESPN. Donnie is calling us from the Bay Area. Donnie, what's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, uh, so a couple of them, actually. So obviously the Prince one is iconic, but one that really kind of memorable to me was, uh, I believe, 2002, uh, when U2 performed. They had the the scrolling of all the uh, 9-11 victims. I just remember that when I was a kid. It was just something that kind of stuck with me since that time. I mean, it was a bad time, but it was really good to kind of see the NFL kind of come back and put those good vibes out. I do. I remember that one. I remember that. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, that was chills. I am not a YouTube fan, uh, but apparently I'm not, I think we've learned tonight that apparently I'm not a fan of a lot of you, these uh, like, super iconic like famous. <laughs> apparently not. I'm like insulting the Beatles. I'm insulting you too. Rolling Stones over here. I don't know what I'm doing. Probably not making a lot of friends tonight. But yes, I do remember that was a, an iconic Super Bowl halftime show. That's a fair nomination, certainly, because I, I absolutely remember that one. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Terrence is calling us from Georgia. Hey, Terrence. Thanks for the call tonight. What's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? Uh, it has, you know, I'm a diehard Prince fan, and I hate it when he passed. But uh, you, you couldn't top it. I have seen Prince in concert, and I got tired. So, mm-hmm. for me, all-time Prince. And I don't usually watch the halftime shows anyway. <laughs> like, like, Amber, do you, do you, do you understand what, what a badass you have to be to be up there, and you tell everybody yourself, you tell everybody, now listen to this guitar. And then he just goes on a solo. Like, do you know how incredible? Like, he just he he like he oozed machismo up there, you know. And for a guy who was really small in stature, by the way, he was really short. Prince, he just he was so macho. Short kings, Aslo. Short kings. That's what I tell people when I come into the room. That's what I say. (laughs) Triple eight. Say ESPN. Steven is calling us from San Francisco. Steven, what's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? What's up, guys? I believe it was 50. Was Beyonce the 50? Uh, that Maybe. might have been. It was in San Francisco. Yeah, that was Bowl the worst 50. game, was, though. Remember Cam yeah. Newton put the towel over his head instead of crying? 24 yeah, that was Super Bowl 50. game was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> but Plus, you liked you the halftime show. They, they, let, me, let me say something, though. Mm-hmm. That stadium is not fit for a Super Bowl. There's nothing around there. There's a TGI Fridays and yeah, just a bunch <laughs> of junk around that stadium. Okay, well, that's, but that's bad location with a lot of stadiums. For and I'm calling for overtime in this game. There's been no overtimes in the in the uh, playoffs. Well, there ha- uh, 
Oh, in this year's playoffs. There you're going to say year's, Super Bowl. He's saying, no yeah. overtime in this year's playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That sounds right. Maybe, maybe we'll end up getting it. Uh, I think that it's going to be a close game. A lot of people think that it's going to be a close game. Uh, traditionally, both of these teams play close games. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Scott is calling us from New York. Scott, what's your favorite Super Bowl halftime show? You guys definitely missed the boat on Dre, Eminem, and Snoop. There's no doubt about that. But if Pearl Jam yeah. ever played the halftime show, your number ones would be the same. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> if he, what did he say at the end? I, I, he said if Pearl Jam would ever be play the halftime oh. show that – our Pearl number Jam ones would be the same. Yeah, uh, but but they, they would never do the halftime show. And I wouldn't like it if they yeah, did the halftime cool show either. The halftime show. Yeah, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't yeah, like it. can't sell out like no. that. They're That's not right. on Ticketmasters, like so we can't Whatever. get in a Super Bowl halftime show. It's None of this mainstream. offends me, what you're saying. None You're of this Pearl bothers Jam. Me. Yeah. We take ourselves very seriously. None of this We're is bothering me. a very serious okay. music scene, even though <laughs> all of our songs sound the same. And a little bit like we have peanut butter stuck in our throats. <laughs> I used to love Pearl Jam so much, by the way, when I was growing up. I used to love them. But then I started working with Jonathan Zaslow, and it became a lot more fun to make fun of them. Coming up next here on Hamper and Ian, the NFL honors are tonight. Will there be any surprise winners? We will get into that. Amber and Ian is on ESPN Radio.